now it's time for the Fat Man Talking Podcast. Presenting to you from Cork, your host, Mr. Shane, the Fat Man Talking Duggan. Brendan, we are back for another Fat Chats. What is going on, dude? How much, Ben? Just about to do some kind of an intro to match your very cool Bruce Buffer one, but go for it. I, mean, no, I, I, I could if you have the confidence to do it, happy days. I think go for it. I thought you were, you were gonna go complaining, so we'll uh we'll launch straight in anyway. I feel like um an apology is owed to the listeners for last week. So we had some technical yeah, difficulties, has to be said. The internet let us down. We ended up going from a laptop to a mobile phone, from a good headset to I don't know. I thought what what I thought was a decent headset. Like when we were talking, I felt like the audio was fine, but obviously having played it back, not great. I hope so because it's the same headset that I'm using now. But it's hooked up to a laptop and a Wi-Fi source, which I'm hoping will will make the difference. Something went wrong. I don't know what it is. I'm, I hope I'm not so. that techie. Yeah, well, we 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 don't know really what happened, but it, it was clear listening back that there was a huge disparity in the volume levels between each of us speaking. And Shane's poor quality control allowed that to slip through. So uh, we're, we're, I'm quite convinced a lot of people didn't. You got to the stage where it's like watching a movie where you have to turn it up a little bit to hear the really quiet bits of dialogue. And then some actiony bit happens and blows your eardrums, which was essentially what happened on the podcast form. Pretty much. And it was a disaster. I, li- I, I listened back myself and the, there was not much I could do to change the volume, unfortunately. But look, I'm going to try to speak a little bit lower. Brendan's going to try to speak a little bit higher and we'll meet somewhere in the middle and it'll be fine, hopefully. Oh, anyway, those of, you, those of you that got through to the end of last week will know it was a cracking episode and there was a few of you, thank God. Uh, for those who dropped off in the middle, very sorry. We're not going to re-record it, but um, by all Absolutely means, go not. back and listen to all the good ones before that because it's the first one where the audio quality was bad and it's not our fault. So please don't be harsh. We try our best here at Fat Chats. This is a non-professional production we haven't been sponsored by anyone shockingly yet so until we are we'll just we'll have that amateurish touch and i think that's what works anyway uh enough of the waffle we'll launch straight in because uh neither of us have any news we, we went through this beforehand we were thinking look any training updates nothing any food updates nothing just tipping away same as last week uh day at a time uh brendan is still just doing his thing that's uh that's about it I, 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 the only thing was I made the mistake of, you know, I got into that little false sense of summer there the weekend when the weather was, it, it, it was bright, it was a little bit sunny, it wasn't overly warm, but I got carried away and moved my weights outside and thought, oh, this is it now for a few months. No, back in again last night because it was cold and getting dark and no, I, I'm probably two months ahead of myself there. I think you're you're looking you're really like in and around you know leaving certain weather that two weeks is probably going to be the chance you'll get to actually crack the weights out and then back inside for another month or two until the august sunshine kind of hits maybe a little bit in july you might get lucky i know i just once it's nice i don't mind we're getting there that's fair uh that's your weather update thanks everyone for listening (laughs) we got yes weather coming at you from fat chats 
Yeah, man, my week's been grand. Um, not much going on, really. I wish I had news, but all boring. So, uh, look, we put it out to you listeners uh, probably two weeks ago at this stage. Look, any topics you want it covered. And so there's a few bits dripped through. Uh, we said, look, we try cover one or two of them today. We'll see how it goes. As you all probably know, we tend to go off in a little bit of a rant or a waffle. So if it's the case, it's one, it's one. If we manage to get the two, great stuff. Uh, Brennan, why don't you kick us off? What are we discussing? Waffles. No, I'm joking. You just said, I feel like you said waffle an awful amount of times. Easily but, uh, six, but I, I kind of wanted to get across that the waffleness is, is on high levels today waffling yeah um we're gonna start because as you said somebody kindly suggested we discuss it but basically about binge eating or binging what is it why do people do it how do people stop doing it many other questions i can't think of right now but essentially yeah that it is uh um and we've come to the conclusion already in like our little bit of a chat beforehand that it's it's a huge area in so far as like it's even very hard to put a definition on it because there's just so much it just covers so much of like what is binge eating one man's binge is another man's dinner that's the that's the way i'm going to look at it it's everyone's personal circumstance, but wh- why don't we kick off there then? So, like, talk to me about your perspective on it. Like, are you prone to it? Have you done it in the past? What's your version of it? Because everyone has a different one. Am I prone to it? No. Have I done it in the past? Absolutely. Even, uh, like, without even trying to think of what, I wonder what binge eating is. I know I have. In, in many shapes or forms, It's it's gone, you know... I think like we mentioned before, everything from hiding food to sneaking food over the kitchen to eating just stupid amounts of food. Like when you've, you know, unnecessary, not hungry, don't need them, just doing it. Uh, like just every, I'd say I've covered. I don't know if there is, but I'm, if somebody out there had like a, a, a list of, you know, this is binge eating checkboxes. I would reckon I'd have ticked all of them at some point. Yeah, I feel I feel like I definitely have as well. I mean, for me, it's probably a little bit different to you. I feel like, like my perspective on binge eating, it, it tends to come at a point, usually at a point of burnout or a point of tiredness or like whatever you want to call it, where I'm at a stage where I'm kind of at the end of my tether. Now, what, what, that could be on the back of, you know, four months dieting that could be on the back of two days of just really trying a food or it could just be on the back of like a bad week in work but like those are the times where i can predict something like that is going to happen and generally i'll either be in control of it and kind of try stop it happening or else i'll just kind of end up letting it happen and that that tends to be the i suppose cycle it would go in now for me it's down to sheer just volume of food so like when it comes down to it it's the idea of okay you've had all your meals in the day you're looking at the food that's in the press and you decide, oh, I'm going to have this. And that might kick off into you essentially, or well, me essentially eating like just plenty meals, plenty different types of food, high amounts of calories that I don't need, that I'm not actually hungry for. And it's more just kind of like filling the gap between a little bit of boredom, a little bit of tiredness, and just kind of like this, I don't know what it is. It's something in my head that tends to happen. Now, look, am I an expert in going to like helping you solve this? 
I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. I, I still would do it from time to time. And it, it's not not a habit I'm massively proud of, but it definitely <laughs> does happen. So no, I'm probably not. Now, we have looked into it a little bit as to, you know, ways people recommend getting around it. And obviously, Brendan is someone who isn't prone to it. But um, we're open to the discussion. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of like the way people go about it, the one thing we'll say is, no one, no one is the same in terms of how they approach this or how they suffer it or whatever you want to call it. Like there's some person who might consider it a binge to have two packets of crisps in the evening after their dinner. And that's like a wild night. And then you have one of those people who'll order a pizza and a kebab and that's after they've already had three or four meals in the day. And next thing they'll have a few beers on top of it. And you know, it's a, it's a good time. It's, it's probably not just described a typical Friday for or Saturday for me there. I was trying to tailor it well. I mean, hands down, like, you know, you, you'd be a man for uh, for that type of a meal. But I mean, like the one thing I'd say, like for the people who did send it in and look, we appreciate you kind of bringing it up as a topic and we think it is very interesting. But like you need to understand, first of all, like where is your binge coming from? Like that's one of the key things, like in terms of overcoming it, if, if you're ever going to understand it, you need to kind of take a look at, OK, what are the times this happened? Is it a pattern? So is it something that happens on a regular basis? based on the same circumstances and like all of these things are going to help you gain a little bit of control back as to what can I do to avoid it what can I do to stop it what are the environments I need to take myself out of to overcome this and you know these are all factors that come into play because as we said you know no one's quite the same when it comes to it I mean what's your perspective like as in what what draws you to do it from time to time dude because I want to (laughs) You know, it could be as simple as that. I'm not, I'm like, I suppose, like, technically, like, th- this is another one where it's kind of like, is, is it a binge? Is, is it even binge eating? Is it not? But I suppose, like, your example there, that would be, or I'd have days like that. Like, you know, I could have, if there was a match on maybe or something, I might have a couple of beers and then in the evening I'm going to get a kebab and then, okay, maybe not so much anymore, but before I would have been uh, suckered into express kitchens amazing meal deal where you get a kebab and a personal pizza for tenner and it's almost it'd be almost a shame for that value not to get it and you know you, you i do i kind of would do that thing of saying you know i'll probably eat the kebab and i'll keep the pizza for you know tomorrow or i'll have a, a slice or two of it and keep some for later or whatever but sure you just i just end up eating it but yeah um i guess i'm different than maybe to what you were describing that I don't I don't tend to do it at the end of something or at a point of something like I don't I don't eat when I'm stressed or I don't eat when I get upset about something or I don't think oh fuck it I've had a hard week I'm gonna get a I don't know whatever pizza or whatever it may be so I don't know I don't think I have any triggers as such apart from the fact that I really I might just get something in my head I really want that like does that does that fall into that category then is that just you having a good Saturday night and you know like what some people might call a diet break like that's the difference it's completely based on your perspective on it so like if you're someone who can opt into that for a day and then opt back out the next day and just get back on with life it's probably not that damaging but if you're the person who does that and it might be the same meal as you're having but then that's going to carry on for three or four days. And, you know, we've talked about it before, the idea of the fuck it button, something along those lines where, you know, you kind of use essentially like, look, you, you'll take an opportunity to essentially what you would consider in your own head is, you know, mess up your diet. So you've messed up with one meal. 
it's gone way over your calories. You've had, you know, an extra pizza or a kebab, whatever you want to call it at the end of the night, you didn't really need it. And you're going to justify that as a reason to go, okay, well, I've thrown it all out now. Uh, I'm going to do the same Saturday. I'm going to do the same Sunday, but Monday is when I, I stop. And Monday is when I'm going to get it all back on board. And the problem is what most people tend to do. And I think what the people who submitted the questions kind of hinted at was that they go for the, oh, I'll start on Monday. But then what they tend to do is say, okay, well, what can I fit in between now and Monday so that I'm not going to be craving them after because I'm going to go on a mad hell kick. And it's kind of that aspect. Mm. We've talked about it a thousand times, but if you're prone to that cycle, you need to examine what were you doing beforehand? Like if you were on two months of dieting and like you were in a calorie deficit for that whole two months, you were so rigid and on point. You had so many rules in place and so many food groups, say, taken out of your system. So say you're not allowed to eat sweets or you're not allowed to eat this, this and that, like whatever you want to call it. Some people go off carbs, some people go off sweets. But like the idea is if you're so restricted and so bound by rules that you kind of feel like you're in a bit of a prison, you're going to be more likely to be able, I suppose, to be prone to try break out of that and then suddenly grab all these foods that are around that you feel you can't have or that are bad foods as such. Now, like they're not bad. They're just, you know, they're within reason. You need to know what calories in them. You need to know times where you probably can't have them and can't. Now, this is the reason we kind of would always preach. And like, it is the case of it's not for everyone, but like a balanced approach of, you know, building in some snacks, building in some good food. That's probably the best way I've had in my own experience to actually avoiding a binge is if you're eating those types of foods on a regular enough basis within reason, I'm less inclined on a Saturday when I have a taste of chocolate to go, oh my God, I need to have all the chocolate because I've had it Monday to Friday as well, just in smaller amounts. Agreed. I think that's, um, it'll be interesting to look back at it, but definitely over the last say 12 months, like we've talked about before, I haven't, there's nothing I've cut out food-wise. Like there's nothing I've, there's nothing I've even said, oh, I, sh- I couldn't eat that or I'll eat less of that. I just, I don't know. It, I, I think you make a more conscious decision or maybe a subconscious decision of what you're eating anyway. And then when you were talking about, you know, people who could, who just, is, is that even binging, just getting that shit out of the way on a Saturday and then you're back to the usual on a Sunday or a Monday or whatever. But my... I suppose, uh, why not? Or, or is, there, is it a why not? It's probably not, but my takeaway point from that is I love it. Like, I enjoy it so much. Like, the happiness that, that when you hear that man ring the doorbell, like, it's it's the whole thing. It's, I know we don't, I know you don't do it, but I order Just Eat and it says, it's like Amazon packages. It says, you know, arriving at 10 past eight and at half past seven, I'm looking out the window. Oh, was that a care? Could be it. Definitely not ordered three minutes ago. Get it. It's great food. Tastes unreal. I enjoy it more than anything. But I definitely feel a lot more like shit the next day. Undoubtedly. Like, it's I, I, there's just no way around it. And it, not that, so I mean, it's not, a, it's not a why not. It doesn't put me off because I'll still get it maybe the following week or whatever day. But I, I, it's so easy to see the ill effect of it that I just don't. It just, and I, what I mean by feeling like shit is, like, it could be anything. It could be anything from just feeling more sluggish, wake up more tired than usual, or most of the time it's just you like, like literally you'll feel sick, like it'll it'll do. I won't say it'll do damage to your insides, but you know you'll feel it in your gut. Like, it, it's just not the same, and it's. I think you'd realize quite quickly on it's your body kind of going, 
this is nice. It's so enjoyable releasing all those endorphins, but it's like it's not real food. Like like especially when I get kebabs and stuff, you know, it's it's like mashed together shite of all different cuts of everything. But I don't care. Like I've 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 always been one of those people who said, you know, you, you used to hear those um like rumors about McDonald's and that their chicken nuggets is all like feet and bits of wings and bones and stuff. And I I, I don't care. I love McDonald's nuggets. And I've always <laughs> said, you know, they've they've come out and been like, nope. It's a hundred percent chicken breast uh, in the in the McNuggets. Honestly, if they came out and said it's a hundred percent of every other part of the chicken, I don't care. I'm, they taste delicious. I'm still going to get them. I yeah. still enjoy eating them. I'm, I'm not bothered by what's in it. So that that doesn't even factor into me. But it's it's definitely the when I feel I mean, maybe even not so much. I don't like. It's not an extreme feeling the following day, maybe or after eating something like that. But I reckon, maybe I'd do it as an experiment for, for this podcast, but I reckon like two or three days in a row of like binge eating shite, I reckon would destroy me. Like, I, I don't think I could do it. I'd say you just, that's interesting. We just developed our own little uh, experiment there now, but I, I just can't, I couldn't see myself doing it. I couldn't see myself wanting to do it or wanting to feel like that, so. That's why, why not, if not, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I like. I feel like we're both definitely two different sides of the scale because I am completely, like, I will throw my emotions into the food, um, like, in <laughs> like, your pizza. <laughs> like, if, if, I'm, if I'm feeling good, like, absolutely, you know, we're going to go for it. We're going to have nice, healthy meals. And then there's, there's times, like, I, I remember I sent you a gift last week and it just summed me up perfectly. It's like, oh, are you eating your feelings again? Yes, I am. And that is me yeah. to a T. It just it just has to be said that like particularly even what we were talking about last week in terms of like maybe letting things get a little bit out of control when the stress starts to go up, when the tiredness starts to go up, sometimes the, the caring about food goes down. But like it's not just about me here. And I suppose what we'd say to the listeners, look, like there's some areas you can examine here that are, you know, parts of your life that are, are going to be impacting on why you're binging or causing the binge. And I think that's the thing you need to focus on. Now, like you can't just... Like prime example, Brendan can do that and he's fine. I'd probably tack on an extra few days and I, I would keep it going from the Sunday all the way to the Tuesday. And so that's why I'm less inclined to get maybe the kebab and the pizza. And I might even have that meal as a planned dinner and kind of that's how I build it in. But what I'd say to you is, look, the, the best way you're going to approach this and if you are looking to overcome it is, is like, first of all, take a look at the week beforehand. If, if you've had one recently, if, if it's the case that, you know, it's recent enough that it's going to be in memory. Like, take a look at, were you very busy in work? Did you, like, was your stress levels high? Were you really, really trying with your food? Like, the one thing I'll say for myself is usually the weeks of where I'd be prone to a binge or where I'd be prone to actually doing it is probably the weeks where I'm, I think I'm doing the best in terms of calorie deficit and everything else when I'm probably overdoing it. Like, I'm undershooting my calories nearly every day to the point that, you know, it's, it's near starvation mode. And I think, oh, I'm fine. You know, I've, I've eaten within a certain window and I feel grand. And like, you might eat something like 1500 calories in the day. Like that for me is way too little food. Like, it has to be said. For me, for a guy of my size, it, it's way too much food. But there's, there's days where like three or four days out of a week, if I'm busy with work, I could do that easily. I'll have a big dinner and I'll have a big lunch, but I might not have anything else. And that'll add up to in and around 1500. And so then when I'm under eating like that, tack that on by a few days, 
by the weekend, that's the weekend where I'm probably going to be prone to having a binge where I might have something out with a coffee, like a nice cake on a Saturday. Next thing I know I'm ordering a Domino's and next thing I know I'm literally just raiding the presses for anything that they're probably clearing out a jar and tell as well. And that's where the binge happens. So like if, if you're talking about me and you're saying, okay, well, what can I do differently? Well, to start off, I can eat a bit more food during the week. And for people who are in that kind of diet mindset, that probably seems a bit counterproductive. But the truth is, it's all about balance. Like if, if, if the way you're going to succeed is just having a 200 calorie deficit every day, and it might extend your journey out by, you know, six months, you're better to extend it out by six months and stay on it. And, you know, just keep tipping away, you know, keep taking a little bit of weight off or a little bit of fat off every week. Then you are to go really extreme for three weeks and then go backwards. And like, that's what I'd say is you, you need to examine the things that are going to preempt the binge and then try change those because there's definitely something causing it, whether it's in your head or whether it's in your habits something is triggering that and you kind of need to take a look at yourself and try figure that out and it's, it's not going to be like a, a 10 minute sit down you know it might take a little bit of time or a little bit of experimentation changing a few small things but that's the important thing is to actually like make a conscious effort to try change that so that you know when it comes down to it if you want to have that pizza you can you can have that but it's just not going to be a massive effect that's going to last around for three or four days or that it's going to suddenly the pizza is going to cause you to go into the presses it's going to cause you to you know cook more food to eat like crap for two or three days like that's the real binge element i'd be worried about if you're someone who just says oh i get a mcdonald's on the weekend like i'm not worried about you you're probably grand like everyone wants a mcdonald's every now and then it's a good munch like you, you need to kind of say okay what's just having you know a little bit of a break and then what's having a binge they're two very different things. It's not through a binging, but I just I feel like McDonald's is a waste of a if, if you're if you're one of these people who wants a cheat meal, whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. I hate McDonald's for that. I, I feel like it's very unfulfilling. It, it's not filling is the problem with it. And I know it's like you probably should be eating to be massively full, but like if that's the thing you're gonna have for your dinner, like you're definitely gonna want lunch after. It's oh, not filling. Oh, it's it's not. It's and that's the one food where I reckon I could still if I went to McDonald's right now, you'd be talking at least twelve nuggets, um, maybe two double cheeseburgers, twisty fries, a McFlurry, and still be relatively hungry afterwards. You know what I mean? It's it's just not good food for. Uh, it's not good bang for your buck if you're looking for uh, some. But then again, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're just looking for like a quick fix and you wanted to eat it, happy days. But if you're if you're one of these people who's worked hard all week and you have caught whatever you want, but if you've earned your cheat meal or your nice dinner, that's not where I'm going with it. It's it's not. Uh, it's not good fat man eating. I'll put it that way. But then again, some people just love, I know some people love McDonald's. They just can't get enough of it. They think it's the best ever. I think they're weird, but, you know, each to their own in that regard, I guess. You know, it's, it's funny what you said there, and I know you're not someone who's actually prone to it, but I feel like the language used there is particularly telling sometimes of the way someone actually treats food and the way they're probably going to go moving forward. Like if you're someone who's allowing yourself a cheat day and you have to allow yourself, or if you're someone who's earned during the week, like it's these types of phrases and these types of ways you're talking about yourself or talking about the way you're eating are probably going to have more impact than the foods you're actually eating. Like if you feel like you've restricted yourself for the week and you need to earn a good meal at the weekend, I feel like you're doing something wrong. Like I feel like you should literally like the way you should be structuring your food is all during the week. I eat healthier foods that I like 
and that's food that's filling, that's enjoyable, that's nourishing, that makes me feel good. And then if at the weekend or whatever day of the week you choose, you want to have something that's a little bit different to that, that might be a little bit, little bit higher calorie, that's cool. But like that should still just be your dinner. Like it's, it's the worrying part of when people say, oh, I have to have my cheat meal on a Saturday. Like, why can't you just have your dinner on a Saturday? And if your dinner is a little bit different to your regular plan, that's okay. Like by, by phrasing it that way, you're kind of putting it on a pedestal. You're making it something bigger than it is. And I feel like those types of things of having, like if you're cheating, like suddenly you're... You could not write this shit, but uh, this is our third attempt at recording the latter half of the podcast. Uh, we'll see if it lasts. Um, the Wi-Fi has just shit the bed once again. I'm in horrible form, so prepare for some loads of rants. And uh, Brennan, pick up where I left off in mid-rant, wherever we decide to cut that up. Mid-frozen, where, uh, yeah, you try and recap again. I feel like it's like back to the future. Um, yeah, so basically you were saying about, oh, Jesus, it's gone. <laughs> What I picked up off actually was just about people's binging and how it is intrinsically linked to their emotions and their mental state. And it's not just a physical thing that, you know, a lot of people would have assumed that it's just, I don't know, and I suppose fat people take the rap for it. You know, all, of course, they eat loads of food, they're fat, you know, that kind of way. No, that's not really how it works. And more, and, and people, I suppose, will see more in the likes of, especially on social media, online, and I suppose different programs on TV, that it's, it's a recognized condition now that people will have, like, like, I guess binge eating just falls into the eating disorder category. It, it's, it affects, obviously, some people more than others. Like we said, it goes from one, ex- some people take it to an extreme, some people just... I probably don't even realize that they binge. Now, it's another one of those things where I think, and I've, I've definitely seen it on, you know, certain people post on Instagram and they're, they're good, like they're informative and they're talking about eating disorders and binge eating. But then again, too, like uh, there's a lot of, especially, uh, and it's not just eating wise, it's like everything these days. It's like everyone feels a need to put everything into a category. Like I'm reading some things and they're saying like, oh, I guess the easiest one to relate to is people, people's relationship with alcohol. I know it's not food exactly, but when, you know, this binge drinking idea is, I can't remember what it is. I should look it up, but I won't. But, you know, I think it's something like if you, if you have more than four units of drink or more than four drinks in a night, like, I know you're not a big drinker even, but even for, even, even by your standards, if you go for a night, you're, you're going to have four or more drinks. Like that's not a lot. But it's technically binge drinking, you know. So I don't know anyone out there that. Oh, I suppose there is people, but for for the majority of people, when I read that, I think okay. So you tell me if I have four pints, I'm binge drinking. Like fuck off. Like that's putting it. You feel the need to put a label on it. So there's an. I think there's an element of that with food as well. We get to that point. You know, if you eat more than four chips, is that a binge? You know, or I'll try and find it while while you're following up but there was something along those lines of you know like somebody trying to quantify binge eating say or what would fall in or what becomes an eating disorder or that so it's it's a it's a minefield like i'd hate to be someone that was unsure of it in their own head i'd hate to be in a position of someone thinking but oh do i have an eating disorder do i binge eat and then go and try and find like i suppose the worst thing you can do anyway is go online 
Yeah. But I, I'd hate to try and go through that minefield to, to figure out yourself. Do I? It's, oh, I don't know how to. Well, look, man, I, like I was actually like, having a look at it and like online and doing a little bit of research. And like some of the things, like I think what people are going to be surprised at is like it, it, you don't have to be like a fat fucker to, to be someone who's binge eating. Like some of the industries or sports where it's most prone is like anything with stuff like weight cutting, you know, professional fighting, boxers, you know, UFC fighters, whatever you want to call them. Like, these types of people who basically have to restrict their diet down to such a certain length, or it's the same, you know, anyone who's in an industry like, you know, like modeling or anything like that, where essentially like you're, you're aiming and you're dieting down for one specific event, whether it's a fitness show, whether it's, you know, a fight, a sporting event, a match, whatever it is. And the problem is because you put yourself in such a level of restriction, it's like putting back an elastic band is the way they describe it. And so eventually like that's going to eventually give. And that's usually where if you're someone who's prone to a binge, that's where you're going to do your binge. And so like the problem is like you could be the person who has the binge, but then you have the other side of it, which is, you know, people like with bulimia and stuff like that, who would then purge afterwards. And so like, it's such a minefield. It's such a varying degrees of what people can have. Like you really need to examine like, okay, how far into the spectrum am I? Like how much am I affected by this? And in turn, like, what am I doing in terms of actually like dealing with it? What am I doing in terms of looking at what's causing it? And like, I've said it a few times on the podcast, I'm not even sure which, which recordings have it or not, but like, what I would say is like, particularly around your emotional state or, you know, your, your energy state as to when, when you're starting to have a binge, like these things are, are massive factors in it. And like, you, you might be the person who considers a binge to be, you know, four chips from McDonald's and it's a wild night. The chances are you're not going to be the person who's, you know, 10 stone overweight and really worried about that if four chips from McDonald's are your binge. But at the same time, if your relationship with food is that shit, that four chips is going to, you know, send you over the edge. Like you need to take a look and say, okay, like what are the habits I have here that are causing that? Like your relationship with food is everything. And like, if you have an unhealthy relationship with it, where you feel like you're in this box or you feel like ruled by, you know, essentially like all the rules you have in place, like so many food categories cut out. So like such a strict calorie, like, you know, goal that you have to hit. Like it, it's kind of like what we say about the weighing scales. If you're someone who can weigh yourself every day, great, go for it, do it. If you're someone who can't, then don't. Like it's the same way as if you're someone who can yeah. calorie count and you can keep on top of it and it's not draining your brain and causing you to just have a breakdown, go for it. Great if it's healthy for you. But if you're someone who calorie counting stresses out, like then maybe you might be someone who might need a meal plan, which isn't for everyone, but maybe that has a structured goal. But, you know, instead of thinking of it as 2000 calories, 2500 calories, 3000 calories, whatever it might be, you're thinking as a Oh, sorry thinking of it as okay i'm gonna have three solid meals i'm gonna have a breakfast a lunch and a dinner i might have two snacks and those are going to add up to whatever you should be having whether it's for weight loss whether it's for weight gain whether it's for maintenance and like the thing is both of those will equal like if if you're having you know whether it's on a flexible approach where you're checking the calories and that comes from a range of different meals and it's unpredictable but it always adds up to the same number or whether you're having the three meals and two snacks and that adds up to the same, the result is going to be the same, but it's how it makes you feel afterwards. Like that's what you need to be aiming for. Like do the balanced approach that's balanced for you, not what Instagram says is the balanced approach. Very fair point. Yeah, there's no, there is no one approach for all. There's just not like there's, and it's, it's actually, I've annoyed myself thinking about it 
when I was talking about like especially people online and what's considered like I suppose not strictly binge eating but say eating disorders and like that you know I, I've seen somebody go out and saying like if you calorie counting is an eating disorder and I'm thinking like well it's not obviously you can take it to the point where it becomes an issue for you but like the, the concept in itself isn't like I I I just I, but it was it was like it was a literal blanket statement like that like calorie counting is an eating disorder I just don't like I don't get that I don't get that approach to it whether it is or isn't whether you agree or not I don't I definitely don't agree it's just so that's what I mean there's that's like a blanket statement which just covers too broad of a spectrum of people who just use it as a tool use it for certain things and people who obsess by it you know who literally weigh a gram of butter and you know log it in their calories it's just crazy but some people do all right that's an issue for them well actually you know what maybe it's not an issue for them because let's just say i'm, not, I'm contradicting myself now but this is how my head works if you're, I don't know, a body, I know not everyone is, and it's a very small percentage of people, but if you're, a, a, I don't know, a professional bodybuilder and you compete on stage and it's your livelihood and it, your livelihood depends on your body having a certain percentage of body fat that you need to manage by eating a certain amount of calories, then weighing out butter that you put on your toast is probably going to, you know, it's going to make a difference to you. Like you're down to those fine margins where, it matters. So is it, is it an eating disorder then when you're using it as a tool to get exactly what you want out of it? I don't, I don't think it is. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. But if you're a person who does it because you're, you're, you've, you're, you're trying to generally lose a little bit of weight or you have a goal of losing a couple of kilos or a couple of pounds or a couple of whatever. And you're, measuring like minuscule amounts of stuff to log it and you you live by it then and you can't stop doing it then i would say yeah it probably is but there you go that's just like two there are two opposite ends of the scale that i can't you can't say they're both the same thing they're both using the same process of counting calories but to say that that is an eating disorder is too broad the same way as saying binge eating like I said, it's just it's just too broad of a definition that, to that kind of say, yeah. Major factor in it, yeah, 100%. It has to be said. It, it is really broad. It is really diverse. And I think what you, what you pointed out there is the perfect example. You could have the professional athlete or the semi-professional athlete who's eating and tracking their food for a certain goal that's to look a certain way on the stage. And then you have, you know, gym down the road who just wants to look good on a Saturday night going out for a few points and like the difference is, is if Jim is treating himself like he's that bodybuilder and that it's all or nothing like if you have that all or nothing approach then he might be the person who's prone to suddenly you know take two steps forward and 10 steps back and like the problem is is like for the people who, who submitted the questions about binge eating and you know like if you feel like you're prone to it or you feel like you're someone who's suffering from it like maybe go and see an expert or maybe speak to someone who, who might actually be able to take you off that path but i mean if you're you know if you don't have the disposable income or it's not something that's feasible for you at the moment 
then, you know, do consider like, what are your actual goals for? Like, are they to impress the people, you know, outside of yourself or are they, you know, intrinsically motivated? Like, if you want to look a certain way because you're feeling like crap, okay, that's, that's a certain, certain factor that's part of it, sure. Like, if you're feeling bad because of the foods you're eating, okay, then I can see where you change that. But if it's just the case that your goal doesn't like match the reasoning properly, you're, you're going to go through a messy period where if you're doing it for someone else, chances are you're not going to keep doing it for very long. Versus if you're doing it for yourself for the right reasons, at least you might have a healthy approach. Like the point we'll say is, look, we're not the experts. We're not the people who are going to completely take you off the path. But like we're having an open discussion about it because it's not something that's always discussed among people. It's either one hard line or another. And it's a real massive gray area that you could fall anywhere in the spectrum of. So like, you know, if you do have, I suppose, any worries about it, maybe try address it in, in one small way or another. But like, remember, like you're, you're probably going to be the same as a lot of people and different to a lot of people. It really does vary. Yeah. And I suppose, I, I don't know, because I haven't seen it, but I, I would imagine a lot of people that are asking these kind of questions are also asking like, you know, maybe they have decided for themselves or they've used some kind of a, I don't know, some kind of a thing online or they, they've decided that maybe they do binge eat or whatever that they, whatever process they take part in is binge eating and how do they stop? Well, the short answer is we don't know because like I said, there's just, we don't know. We could, there is no answer to that question. That's It's so personal because you could be that person who's saying, oh, I binge eat, how do I stop? But you, you could also be that person who thinks that having, you know, 100 extra calories in the day is binge eating or that because you had two packets of crisps, like you said, you're a binge eater and you're, you're wanting to know, how do I stop doing that? Or someone else could be saying, how do I stop binge eating? And they have a full on eating disorder there. You know, there's just I wouldn't even it's, it's one of those weird ones where, you know, we always say we're not we're certainly not qualified. We're just giving our opinions on it, but it's it's one of those areas where I'd be just like I on a on this kind of a thing, like on a podcast, I wouldn't even attempt to suggest things to people. You know, I just I couldn't. It's it's too there's there's too much there. There's too much out there. There's too many possibilities to say. There's no answer. There's no one takes all answer. So for anyone that does want. A specific help with it, get on to Shane, he'll delve into the depths of your soul with you, figure out why you're doing it. It's very good at that stuff. Or instead of me, an expert, and they might be able to help you out. Anyway, look, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly, dude, we, we'll, exactly that. we'll leave it there before Wi Fi shits the bed. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if this makes it to air, great. If the quality is there, it will be quality checked compared to last week. Uh, so if you're listening to this, it means it passed the test. And if you're not happy with it, do let us know and we'll be sure to put it in whatever folder we put these types of complaints in because we definitely look and care about every single one. Thank you and good night. This was Fat Chat. <laughs>